0: Hello and welcome to the untranslatable podcast. We are here recording episode 122 and today we will be discussing maintaining friendships and relationships either far away or while you're abroad because you know as we get older and we move far away from our friends and family it can be difficult to maintain those relationships and we're hoping to help all of you out there and also prepare myself for another stint abroad so I can stay in touch with all my amazing friends in different places, especially my amazing co-host and my good buddy,
1: Jared. What's going on, Jared? Hey, Chad. Hey, Chad. It's been so much fun hanging out with you this summer, jamming with you, doing the podcast together in person. Um, But soon, it's going to go back to uh, cross-continental. You're going to be leaving us soon. And this seems like the right time to tell everyone is uh, the untranslatable podcast is ending. You know, Chad is leaving. (laughs) There's no way this will work. There's no way I'll, this will last. It's impossible. (laughs) Obviously, we made it through Czech Republic. (laughs) We'll make it through this like it's nothing. Uh, There will still be an episode every, uh, twice a week. And Chad and I will still be having so much fun talking about fun things because uh, we have a podcast to maintain our uh, friendship. But please, first, make a friendship with us. Spread a little love. Uh, Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. Um, Chad and I have been enjoying um, sharing more of our behind the scenes things because uh, we always like to joke together. So um, please, if you haven't seen the challenge, uh, not the challenge, I guess, it's more the question. Chad and I last episode did a cheers. But we didn't clink glasses, but we didn't also did not look in the eye. Does that mean seven years of bad sex or not? We need to figure this out. Please let it's us know. It's very important. Uh, also on Twitter, untranslatable1, the number one. You can email us, untranslatablepodcast.gmail.com, and tell us like uh, untranslatables, which are idioms, sayings, proverbs, uh, that don't really make any sense if you translate them directly to English, but they make sense. Um, and they make sense, and you know, if you know, if you give put a meaning to it, and to the people that you say them to, the native speakers, and uh, please spread a little love with a uh, five star reviews. You are leaving, so, you know, I didn't even really think about how soon you're leaving. Have you started packing yet? I have most of my
0: clothes in my room out that I want to pack, and then I'm probably okay.
1: going to realistically pare that down some more. But we'll have to we'll have to save some of this stuff for our next episode. Okay. All right. I actually, I saw this story that I wanted to uh, share with you. Let's hear it. Now, um, have you been, no, and the, the reason that I even looked at this story and gave it any thought was, have you noticed recently, uh, now you don't go on Twitter as much as I do. Now, this is more of a Twitter than Instagram thing, I would say. The number of people that have been exposing their feet, their bare feet on airplanes, I I didn't realize there that was, was a, thing. a Twitter. Uh, there was a Twitter video that went viral, or a video, a video, a video online that went viral a couple weeks ago, and it was of a dude sitting. I think it was a dude sitting, like uh, you know how the seats that are like the economy plus that are right behind business class usually have a little bit of extra space and usually there's like some sort of partition that if there's Mm -hmm. a tv screen it would be on that thing so this one had a tv screen and it was that priority plus sort of seat in the economy and the guy also i believe sitting in the middle seat on a three rower had uh his bare feet up against the partition. Ooh. And it was a touch screen that he was controlling with his feet. Oh that oh that's nasty on so many levels. And so that was just an egregious one. All the time you see, one will see on Twitter, like a uh, little like, or probably Instagram too, if you're on the right places, like people's feet up in between, like the seats, yeah, no, and oh, stuff like that's that. So gross and, uh, on so and there, many are, I've seen it actually a couple feet on the partition. Just the most egregious was also the guy using it as a uh, using his feet as a touchscreen controls. Is he is he a monkey? What what is he doing? Why are you using your feet on the touchscreen? Also, no exposed feet on the airplane. I would agree with that. The best I'll give you, and this is here's the best I'll give you personally. You can do the exposed uh you could take the shoes off, um but keep them below the seat. Yep. And the flight has to be at least six hours. Or more. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because um otherwise what sort of life are you living that you don't keep shoes on for at least six hours at a time Right. and if so, I would love that luxurious lifestyle where you can just go you could take off your shoes so so leisurely like that right yeah I, oh i couldn't i couldn't imagine doing that
0: in general mm. now he, here's, here's another crazy idea though Jared. obviously it will never happen because we know airlines are trying to cut costs left and right mm-hmm. but
1: Slippers for the passengers. You know, I'm a fan of slippers and house shoes. They do do I, that in. They do do that in um, business class, I think. Do they? Or first okay. class, if you're on the right airline. Well, clearly I mean, you don't the on-travel podcast circles. needs to start booking us better
0: tickets, huh? We need to talk to our yeah. plane ticket guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's a good point. You know, <laughs> I've been trying to talk to Ra- Raul, and I can't get a hold of that guy. Um, <sighs> raul's a busy man what can i say <laughs> he's a busy man um but anyway that's, i found that's so nasty I, I found an article to... on um the washington post owned by jeff bezos the new ov- our new overlord <laughs> um and it was and it's titled the do's and don'ts of inflate grooming now i want to oh, see think,
0: i think i saw you
1: share this on our on translatable page on twitter if i remember well correctly. i might have because that's where i found it so i might have also retweeted it so check it out there uh, first one is brushing now how do you feel about brushing we'll like, start with hair like hair we'll start with on, hair. A, on a plane yes um
0: i feel like for sanitary reasons i'm not a huge fan of it i don't know i'm, I'm i am really, i on that. i don't really know i feel like I, I guess, guess if chap, you're going you go, to brush your hair, I guess do it in the restroom. But that's also probably pretty gross as well. I don't gross. know.
1: Then you might confuse them with super long. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the thing about... No, it's a firm note to hair brushing. Okay, I agree with that. brushing hair naturally uh, is going to remove the dead, loose skin from your head. Right. The hair, like you, most people, lose some hair when they brush their yep. hair, especially yep. if you comb it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll lose some hair on those comings. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially me, I'm black. I have very thick hair, so um, it's curly. Um, brushing of teeth, I'm totally okay with. Now, obviously, I do it in the bathroom, but right. I'm totally okay with. I'm cool that. with that as well. As long as long as you spit in the sink, uh, right, yeah. yeah, or in the, or in the super toilet. <laughs> How do you feel about? Those <laughs> How do you feel about? Um, brushing teeth at work have you ever been in those situations seeing people brush teeth at work believe no as a teacher do you need to brush teeth that many oh yeah i guess that's do you you share bathrooms with students i guess it depends on where you're teaching at my school in the czech republic the teachers have a separate bathroom
0: at all the places in the universities uh, technically they're all shared yeah they're just regular bathrooms all right
1: uh tweezing um
0: like plucking out your eyebrows or something yes um
1: i don't know i guess in the bathroom it might be all right but once again right, like Chad. it's kind of gross i don't, <laughs> I don't know. think you're understanding where this is going so uh there was a tweet in this article saw a young man tweeting goatee hairs one by one and placing them onto a white handkerchief in his lap while his girlfriend watched why, why would you <laughs> why would Flossing? you even do that and here's uh, and now we'll go oral <laughs> care flossing and leaving the used floss on the tray table at the end of the flight i had to see it for hours nope that's a big no for me what i've seen clipping of fingernails oh oh Oh, man it made me so angry luckily it wasn't my row but still if i could see it like i was across on the other side and back a row but that's still collateral damage nails can go far there's no controlling a nail right most times honestly i'm gonna ask most of my nail clipping happens uh outside like on the back porch of my house (laughs) oh there you go (laughs) or it happens um outside like when i get to my piano teacher's house well not you know not anymore i guess i haven't found a new piano teacher yet but like to clip your nails at or I'll do it like she lives in the suburbs, so like I'll open the door and like when I park in front of her house and clip them out my door, <laughs> of my car. Uh, nails go everywhere. Anyway, yep. Um, I think this is what I'm really getting at here is I think this is only getting worse. Yeah. Who who are these people, Jared? Like I I
0: never in my right mind. I think I've brushed my teeth in an airplane, and maybe used mouthwash. I've never flossed. I've never combed my hair. I've never cut my um, definitely never cut my nails.
1: Have you ever had to like spend the night in a hotel? In a, excuse me, in an airport um, terminal? I've a been lucky, and I have not. Have you ever s- bet? You spent a long time in a terminal, though. I would assume. Couple uh, hours, four couple or five hours. hours ever. Yeah. Have you ever seen those people sleeping straight up on the floor?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm, that I'm,
1: is the most disgusting thing to me it's pretty gross it's pretty nasty I, jared i don't understand i don't i just i don't understand this i don't understand this and right. um and uh i wonder if there's like is there any recourse or is this just like the way it's going like I, I feel like a lot of people aren't uh brave enough to speak up are you brave enough to speak up in those situations say you're sitting next to the guy using his feet as a uh, swiper i think i'd let that let that happen and i would stew to the point of near explosion on the inside i'd probably say something And <laughs> the first bird with the first like whoever picked me up from the airport or whoever's house i was going to they'd hear it w- they would get it yeah. oh yeah oh yeah i'd probably say something if if yeah i
0: think it just depends would you say on... something i think so hmm all I right think, if they especially if they're using their feet on the touchscreen, i'd probably i'd probably give them a couple looks first and then maybe say hey
1: Oh, I would definitely be giving looks, but it's hard to give looks. Wait, on the airplane, you just straight up be like head turned to the left, like silent.
0: Yep. Just stare them down. Stare (laughs) them straight down. Or really, like what? Yeah. Your feet. Right. Your feet, sir. That's the key word right there, Jared, is you got to say sir
1: or ma'am. You know? Now, is this. I, here's another thing I'm fir- I'm firmly against as a passenger. Now, I'm sure there's reasons to use it, and I'm not fully against other people using it, but hitting the uh, call the uh, uh, call the flight attendant button, I never hit that button. But if they're using their, fle- their feet on the screen, I think, I-, I think that might be the one where I'd be Maybe. like... Maybe, yeah. Or you know what I would even do? Or I'd even try to like... <laughs> this is probably exactly what I do, because I'm a little sneaky, slithering lizard... I would wait. I would somehow manage to hit the um, the call button without him noticing. There you go. Now the only thing is, uh, would be you'd also have to figure out a way to somehow, as the person is walking towards you, or or like turn it off before the person gets there, or when the person's looking, I'll just look up and hit it and be like, oh, they turn it off as the person is like looking at the. Um, I don't know. I'd probably I, do something sneaky like that. I
0: think it'd be funnier
1: to, to be like, hey, do you just, uh,
0: n- no, just slowly bring your finger up <laughs> and just make eye contact with them <laughs> and just slowly, and then make, gives them a chance. They can put their feet
1: down. Uh, you're, you're, you're having like slowly. a standoff. Yep. As, just stand as you're off. like pulling your hand away, his feet are going towards the screen. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. This is making me mad. And I think, uh, we this really need to remind me this. This is not making me happy to no. be 13 hours in an airplane soon, but I, I want to share
0: something with you, Jared, that I thought was really kind of funny, and uh, and there are some cool facts in here. So, as you know, Jared, I am, uh, I am a huge fan of Reddit. We've talked about this numerous times on the pod before, and this this guy uh, asked on Reddit. He said, "What mind blowing but simple facts would satisfy a four year old daughter's daily request for one?" fact before bedtime and when i initially read this thread kind of reminded me we had a we had a joke way back in undergrad where i remember we were kind of goofing around and uh, i told you you need to send me an interesting fact a day and the whole reason was because i asked you why why do people say they have to pee like a racehorse which isn't very early untranslatable i guess in a way i did figure that out
1: and it was because of the the chemicals right? And the, what the... No, I think it's because racehorses before a race uh, pee, like gallons of pee out. There we go. Okay. So I want to give you some of these facts, I, think I learned that on a
0: different podcast. But <laughs> There we go. <laughs> it's I want to give now. you a couple, a couple of these facts that I thought were gems. So here we go. So this uh, uh, one fact is sometimes dogs or wolves in movies need CGI tails. Uh, if they're supposed to be acting mean because they're so excited that they're doing a good job acting that their tails can't stop oh wagging. Gosh. <laughs> I think that's hilarious and that's awesome. Here's an international fact for you, Jared. And in, in, Now, this is from Reddit, so I would like to think it's true because you know everything on the internet is always true always mm-hmm, that's but true but this, this is coming from reddit but it might be I didn't google these to find out if they're true but these are just the facts at face value one step maybe above meme news maybe below I'm listen, not sure listen you
1: you when we give these when we give you these facts you use them as if they're 100% correct and we're just pa- we're just passing on some fun information. That's Feel right. free to use these and and say, "Oh no, 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 these are legit. I heard them on the internet." That's podcast. right. The next one though, Jared, is in Switzerland. It is illegal to own just
0: one guinea pig. You have to own at least two because they get lonely. Okay. Do they really get lonely? Hmm. I could see it. I mean, would yeah, you of course like to you could. Would you like to be stuck in a cage all by yourself all day long?
1: Yeah. Well, Jared, I guess we have it's, very... Uh, <laughs> I prefer that over a stranger, yeah. That's fair. So then another... Do I have, like, a, my phone or laptop or something? <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you had headphones in your headphones, phone, you'd be, be yeah, good exactly. forever. You'd be good forever. Yeah. Uh, another one, Jared, this
0: one's pretty crazy, is some species of burrowing spiders keep teeny tiny frogs in their burrows to keep it free of bugs that are too small for the spider to get which would try to eat the spider's eggs. How so, big is the spider? Uh, a burrowing spider? They can be fairly large. See, I mean, it's kind of like a like, but I
1: don't even want to Okay. It's I like a I'm curious to know, but I don't even want to mm-hmm. look at it. Right?
0: Um, this is another cute... I guess we're just doing cute animal facts right now. Here's another one, and I think you probably know this one, Jared. Sea otters hold hands when they sleep, mm. and they have a, a secret classic. pouch where they can hold on to their favorite rock.
1: I did know that one, yeah. Yep.
0: And I guess we'll stick, with, we'll stick with the animal theme, I guess, because a lot of these are animal based facts. And this one's kind of nothing cool. you can do with stupid people. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's been there, he's been. <laughs> sorry, hold on. Talk that calf out of that heifer. There, there we go. go. So, Jared, <laughs> did you know that dogs can, can tell when you're coming home
1: by how much of your scent is left in the house if you have a daily routine? Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like throughout the day, your scent starts to fade, essentially. Right, right. Oh, so that's you, interesting. Yeah. So if you come home every day at
0: 530, um, you know, your dogs will probably be, be able to figure out how much of that scent dissipates and then you'll be getting home. So kind of, you interesting.
1: know, and I'm always interested to learn how good ba- of smellers bears are. Okay. Like a bear. Did you know that bears can smell for like miles away? I did and not they know have that. No. Very specific uh, smelling. Yeah. They have very good uh, smell. So there you go. Fun fact. You don't want to mess with bears.
0: All right, my last one for you is a historical one. I mean, of course not.
1: Well, unless it's like a red panda. Those are adorable. Are those actually bears? Are they
0: part of the bear family? We'll have Jared Google that. While Jared's Googling that, (laughs) I have one more fun fact for you, which is the Liechtenstein army went into battle in 1866, and uh, they went to war with 80 soldiers and they came back with 81 soldiers. They apparently befriended an Austrian man
1: along the way, and he decided to join them. Oh, uh, okay. That's weird. I mean, so, wait, what was the fight about? So it was a
0: battle between Austria, Prussia, and Italy in 1866. And oh. that's all the info I got, but that, that, so- that sounds like something that would happen in like
1: Liechtenstein or Switzerland or somewhere in that region. Oh, yeah, for sure. Luxembourg? right exactly <laughs> uh red pandas are part of the uh red raccoon, oh, family. raccoon family okay that dude does i saw a skunk in outside outside uh in Uh-oh. my neighborhood the other day watch out those things will get you yeah i tried to scare it to get it to run away that's that's <laughs> didn't work <laughs> there you go don't want to be taking baths
0: in tomato juice well Jared, i think uh you uh Actually, no,
1: not what time it is, but I think it is time to yeah. <laughs> spread a little love. I agree. I agree. Um, I have a, a shout-out. What's us it. And it's that LGBTQ history curriculum will now be taught in Illinois schools. Chicago, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker... Pritzker signed into law on Friday a bill that ensures the contributions of LGBTQ people are taught in public schools. House Bill 246 was introduced by Representative Anna Mullah to amend school MOELLER yeah. Oh mo- Mula, <laughs> uh, to amend the school code to add more inclusive history curriculum in public schools. Only the teaching of history shall include Uh, in public schools only the teaching sorry in public schools only the teaching of history shall include a study of the roles and contributions of lesbian gay bisexual and transgender people in the history of this country and this state the bill states that's great you go yeah i have to say man um it's sad that that has to be a law Right, it's kind of like with Black History. Just you know, listen. I don't have to t- take steal this away from, but it's the same thing. Right, like it's sad oh, that sure. we have to make laws for this.
0: And the, and there's a lot of there's a lot of history we don't teach that we should be teaching because it's important. That's very and the, true. That, and the thing I'm worried about is, um, I watched this really interesting documentary about a Holocaust survivor, and he was saying that his biggest fear is once all of the survivors die, that and you know most of them now are in their late early to mid 90s and his Mm -hmm. concern was you know after they all die people are going to become deniers and it will eventually become a forgotten part of
1: uh you know the consciousness of of people which is terrible Um, i don't know if i don't know if it'll be i don't know if that i don't know if that's true it'll probably like turn into like well, see, I hate this comparison because it is a terrible one, and I don't even fully agree with it. But it will kind of go like the way of slavery almost, where it's like a what are you guys complaining about kind of thing, or it's like right. it just gets downplayed, like like its, its impact in history will severely get downplayed. Right. Yeah. And that's terrible. And it's like we've moved on from this, or it's no longer an issue, or like why are you still complaining about that or something like that? Yeah. I, you know, my, my family had nothing to do with that. Or I like, no, excuse me, I had nothing to do with that. That's what they say.
0: Right. Anyways, um, you are right, though, Jared. But, anyways, my first shout out goes out to the country of Peru because they have passed a momentous ban on palm oil deforestation. So they are committed to ending palm oil driven deforestation by 2021. Hmm. Um, and this is absolutely fantastic because uh, palm oil gets rid of a lot of forest. And it's absolutely fantastic that uh, Peru has done this. And Peru's promise was made possible by the National Wildlife Federation, the largest private nonprofit conservation education and advocacy organization in the U.S., believe it or not. It has more than 6 million members and supporters and 51 state and territorial affiliated organizations. And so, you know, palm oil is really bad for a lot of... um, animals wildlife forests and things like this and it's just really awesome that uh peru has now uh placed this ban on palm oil oil deforestation it's great
1: interesting yeah this seems to be a pretty substantial issue i'm, I'm reading about palm oil on wikipedia mm-hmm. yep and there's just a lot of talk about um there's also a problem with uh palm oil deforestation in india i think it said right yeah, interesting. Hmm. So my yeah, next that's good shout that out, they
0: did that. my next shout out goes out to a very generous and selfless He's seventh grade oil. boy uh, named Diesel. I believe it's Pippert, who is a seventh his grader. His name is Diesel. Yep, Diesel Pippert, a seventh grader at Western Reserve Schools in uh, in uh, Ohio, and he donated all of his oh, livestock premiums. Right. He donated all of his livestock premiums from the fair's large animal sale to uh let's see here to saint jude children's research hospital so he donated all of his wings which were fifteen thousand dollars jared
1: whoa
0: yeah so i think that's great he gave it all away yep he donated I mean, it all. at least kept a grand yeah well well jared this is why he's on the shout outs uh, and you're not
1: <laughs> i'm looking at a picture of diesel pippert uh he's a country boy i can tell he looks like he could beat me up like he's not even a big kid he's a, actually a pretty small kid but that picture of him almost kind of looks like he just got arrested. <laughs> oh, geez! Not well, n- not just in, in like in his like the way, the he way sta- he's standing. Yeah, yeah he actually, seems like yeah. a serious kid. He just has he a very does. serious look on his face. Right, because he's ready for business, Jared. Yeah.
0: So I my think that's Diesel great. Diesel Shout out to you, Diesel. I know that's he's from really Ohio, awesome. but he talks like that. Yeah. I'm well, Diesel also, Pippert. Well, depending on where you're from in Ohio, Here's they do sometimes have a that's little true. bit of a southern accent. That's
1: true. It's close to Kentucky.
0: Right? And my last one goes out to firefighters. Sadly, I don't have their individual names, but firefighters from Webster Groves, Missouri, who uh, have been incredibly helpful to a neighbor in need. They responded to a recent call and then they noticed a woman in a wheelchair um, really not being able to get into her home because she had uneven ground and she had stairs leading up to her door. So the firefighter crew spent several off days digging out and pouring a new sidewalk for her so she could easily access her home. Wow. So now she has a level pathway and a new ramp
1: to safely gain access to her home. So that wow. is great. I thought you were just going to say she, they picked her up and put her inside.
0: I mean, that would be the <laughs> quick and easy way to do it, but that's not going to solve, solve it in the long term. But hey, I think yeah, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, and, You know, stories like this really warm my heart when you see that people are – willing to take their precious time to help people in need. And it's absolutely amazing. And these people deserve all the recognition and positivity going their way. So we send all of our love to your way. And now we have a new segment coming to all of you today. I'm very excited to bring this new segment to you. It is called People You May Not Know About But You Probably Should Know About. We'll maybe shorten the title eventually, but so I have a story for you, Jared, and these are, in a way, kind of a historical shout out. People in history that need to be remembered for their good deeds and uh, their courage, their bravery, their hard work, all these positive attributes. So the story goes like this, Jared. There was a woman named Carrie Steele Logan who uh, was freed, obviously, after emancipation. She was an African-American woman, and she was able to get a good paying job with the central railroad at the union station in atlanta she worked hard saved her money and was one of the first black landowners in atlanta who purchased a two-bedroom home just on the edge of the city what's interesting about the story though jared is that uh the rail yard and the station believe it or not had a regular dumping area for unwanted children including infants and
1: uh mrs say logan hold on hold on hold yeah. on hold on say that again say that last sentence for the rail time.
0: yard and station was a regular dumping area for unwanted children including infants oh yeah Jeez. but don't okay, worry so I did hear you properly <laughs> yeah don't, yeah don't worry the story gets better though so uh
1: believe it or not i love mrs. how there's logan, a spot Right? Yeah, they had. Let's go to yeah. the kid dumping spot. Yeah, it's crazy. You'd think they'd at least put like a guy there to watch, maybe from the police. Right. Uh, well, eh, there wasn't really a. Yeah, from the well, Marshall. Eight,
0: right. The 1880s were a wild time, apparently, Jared. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, Mrs. Logan was actually an orphan herself, and she felt compelled to help these youngsters. So, in 1886, she obtained permission to use a boxcar during the day for the children to play in. And at night, she would bring these children to her home to feed them and care for them. She soon had more children than she had room in her small home. In 1888, her home officially became an orphanage. In 1890, she married Josiah Logan, a reverend from New York. She wrote her autobiography, sold copies on the street to raise money. She went to community groups for money, and then she sold her own two-bedroom home to purchase a four-acre lot outside of the city where she built a three-story brick orphanage. It cost, back then it cost... Uh, $5,000 to build, and was completed in 1892. This new building would house 50 children in need. In her spare time, Ms. Logan was also a volunteer probationary officer. Her experience convinced her that education and security, I know, right, would prevent orphans from growing up as material for the chain gang. She established a school at the home where the children were taught domestic service skills and farm work in addition to normal schoolwork. The county and state each gave her her orphanage money because each recognized that a dollar investing in the home may save the state a fortune before the end of the century. (laughs) Why doesn't anyone think about that these days? Right? That's a great question, Jared. The older girls helped run the home, uh, keeping expenses down, but they still relied on charity aid for support. Uh, What's really amazing about this story, though, Jared, is the Carrie Steele Logan Home still operates to this day, providing refuge and services to children in need. Home records say over 20,000 children were provided for by the home. Several former students have ended up working at the home as well. And to end our uh, segment right here, is uh, her gravestone is engraved with the words, the mother of orphans. In 1894, the Atlanta Sun wrote that everyone knows Carrie Steele, and she is a person worth knowing about today as well. So there you go. I think that's an amazing story. uh, You betcha. People like this that we can't forget about, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. Thanks for that, Chad. Thanks. You know what else we can't forget, though, Jared? Dude, I was about to say the exact same thing, and I agree. (laughs) We can't forget about those untranslatables, people. No, we cannot. This is what we've trained for. This is what we're here for. Buckle up. Idiom, sayings, proverbs from all around the world in different countries and languages that don't make any sense if you direct them r- translate them but have a meaning to the person of that nan- native language that hears them and hopefully it'll have a meaning to us too i'll start my first one is hungarian and it's the candle is burning on your nail is it like you're running out of time why are you running out of time because you're wasting time? You're procrastinating?
0: Ooh, all right! All right!
1: You put off something until the very last minute.
0: I, I don't know about you, Jared, but uh, I got way too good at that in college.
1: Yeah, luckily, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm like that, too. It helped that uh, my roommate, Brad, had the same major as me, and he always did his homework right away. So if I wanted uh, help in whatever, that might, whatever uh, sense that might mean. No, I'm kidding. He actually did help me. He, he, but um, I would do it when he did it, which was usually a pretty. Uh, so shout out to uh, Brad, you know, late shot. There we go. Nice. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm a I procrastinator
0: have, too. I have some Polish ones for you today because, you know, I've been, been missing my check on translatables. I've been missing the whole Slavic language. Uh, since I've been stateside. So I figured, you know what, let's try a couple Polish ones today. Um, <laughs> and I guarantee you my pronunciation will be terrible, but we're going to shot. Polish give it is hard to pronou- pronounce. Shot.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, you put them through the translator sounds. and it's like, I, I got nothing here. Right,
0: exactly. Uh, so this first one is, it's Polish, and it is Owiec prawda w Ooh. Which means to, I think that's how they say it, that's probably a very checkified version of how to say it, <laughs> to wrap and the truth in cotton. Oh, is it like to sugarcoat something? I'll give it to you. Oh, wait, let me, yep, the judges agree. Ooh. I'll give it to you. Oh, it basically man. means to beat around the bush. But I could say that uh, could okay. also be
1: sugarcoating it in a, in okay. a way. In a way, I think part of beating around the bush is sugarcoating it. Absolutely, Or it's like, well, you know, it wasn't that bad, you know, you know, it's you know, it's like, you know, what do you mean it wasn't that bad? Right. Uh, well, you know, I, well, this part of it is still pretty good. Stop sugarcoating it and just s- stop beating around the bush. Stop f- f- wrapping it in cotton and give it to me. Z- my next one is Zulu, and it is, iso liwela umfula. The eye crosses the full river. The eye crosses the full river.
0: I like the imagery here, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what to do with
1: it. The eye crosses the whole river. Hmm. So, I don't. I can't think of like a specific untranslatable. We do have a saying for this, but I wouldn't call it an untranslatable. And okay. I would say this is a very universal sort of message that anyone would... Would pro- not anyone, but a lot of people have heard and would relate to. The eye crosses the full river. You know, all right, maybe let me help you with that a little bit. Maybe specifically, say, say to help you understand this, maybe pretend that this, this untranslatable is being said to Michael Phelps. I, I have no idea. A desire goes beyond the possible. Oh, interesting. Mm. Okay, very interesting. Okay. I should have said, and someone's telling my like, well. That's then. I'm just gonna. I was giving it away. So yeah. All right. Okay. You know, you did your best, Chad. You can't d- get them all.
0: That was that wasn't. I even do a high- like.
1: It's a very good untranslatable
0: though. It is. That wasn't even a high school try right there. But you, <laughs> you had me stumped. That's the first time I think you have stumped me in a while. Um, yeah, maybe. I couldn't even maybe. Guess. Uh, all right. My next one, obviously, all mine today are Polish. So this one is.
1: <laughs> wie, wie i pach, wish people could see you on youtube well, people see, can't see, see you on him. youtube say it again sorry uh vipach
0: see, see anem, which means stuff yourself with hay
1: okay so it's not a question you first nope. said it as a, qu- nope. <laughs> as a question yeah, no
0: stuff yourself <laughs> with hay
1: jared like is it like to uh like brave like brave up get be brave nope i'd say this is a
0: negative one stuff
1: you not with something
0: hay. somebody would want to tell you if you just got to the party and they were
1: like stuff yourself with hay this it like relax nope stuff yourself with hay get out of here yeah there we go get lost get out of here stuff yourself with hay does that mean to like go die i don't know what that means i have no idea <laughs> seems aggressive okay my next one is swiss german i love doing these because i want to you know first of all i that's interesting for me to pronounce them, but also I want to see if you can actually, you know, translate them. Biz gait no hufu hufu emab. Should I say it again? Yep. Let me put it closer to my face. That's the problem. Biz no hufu vasa derotu emab. Until the. Something, something. Water. Give me the English. What? What is it? There will still be a lot of water flowing into the Rhine, uh, Rhone. Excuse me. Until then, there will still be a lot of water flowing into the Rhone. Until then, the Rhone is a 812 oh, kilometer long river that runs partly through Switzerland and partly through France. Le Rhone. Okay. So <laughs> so le Rhone. So oh. what so, so it's no, just street. <laughs> um I took French for like 8 years. <laughs> right.
0: Um let's see here. I would think I mean it's is this like there's there's always more fish in the sea?
1: Um I would say sorry, I literally just lost it. Uh-oh. Um mm, no. No. All right, what is it? Uh, a lot of time will pass before something like good or specific happens.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Okay, interesting.
0: All right. So my last one is Polish for you, Jared. Again, and it is Nabits kogos w butelka," which means they'll st- uh, stick you into a bottle. Sticking uh, you like into your, a bottle, Jared.
1: You're super cute. Like, oh, you're adorable. I could just stick you into a bottle. Not quite. No. Mm, not quite that sounds like something someone like one of my southern family members right would say. you're stick as you cute as a, a button mm. yeah i could just stick you into a bottle right all right grandma i don't really know what that means but it sounds dangerous um <laughs> stick you into a bottle i'm
0: just i'm just sticking you i'm just sticking you into the bottle jared making fun of you yeah you're getting warmer we have an Ficking english untran- we have an english untranslatable and it has to do with your leg pulling your leg there we go
1: okay all right there we yeah, go yeah i'm just mm-hmm. pulling your leg mm-hmm. okay all right well so you know i was joking at the beginning of this episode i was just pulling your leg um chad and i are not editing the untranslatable podcast we love each other we'll keep doing it mm-hmm. but uh chad was pulling your leg he's not going to china uh that's not happening he's actually uh no i'm kidding i was curious where you were going <laughs> with that you've spent a lot of time traveling to many places for say longer than not just traveling but spending say a couple months in germany mm. yep a couple months in austria yep a couple months in the czech republic yep am i missing anything i think nope. that's it and, and obviously the states but yeah have you um struggled to keep uh, friendships, maintain a friendship.
0: Yes and no. Oops, oh, sorry. People were getting a call at the Azulmu Studios. Not that important, so we'll let, we'll let it ring. Um, we do have a landline, though. The, the, hey, we're old school here at the Untranslatable <laughs> Podcast, Jared. What can I say? But um, I think the difficulty is is that I am not the best person in keeping tabs on people, like constantly messaging them. And one of the reasons why I also wanted to do this episode was um, to keep these things in mind when I head abroad, because Mm. I think they're important. And even just a small message, hey, I hope you're doing well. I
1: I was thinking about you today, I think can go quite quite a long way, you know? And the good thing is Chad does re-listen to all the episodes. So he'll uh, have this fresh in his brain all the time because he'll come back and listen to it. That's right. Um, Yeah, I get that. I'm not great at it either. Uh, no, I'm not great at it either, but let me, has it, has it caused you to lose friends? Well, I think, I think it would,
0: it would if people thought, usually I've told people, especially when I meet people abroad, I tend to tell them, Hey, if I don't reach out to you in a while, it's
1: not a personal thing. It's not a, I dislike you. No, it's, no, no. But, but I mean more about like, like if you have America friends here in America and Michigan that you've known mm-hmm. forever right when you uh go abroad to other countries for mm-hmm. a couple of months at a time right do you uh do you ever um like struggle to like do you ever lose people in those situations I think now I think nowadays with how easy it is to get in touch with
0: people, not really okay. just because uh yeah I mean because at the end of the day, as long as our internet is functioning and we have either email, messenger, something to contact each other, it's usually not a problem. And, I, and thankfully, most people who I'm friends with have been very understanding of the fact that, you know, I'm in different places. Mm. And I think they, I, honestly, I think it would be, it's kind of bad because I can use it kind of as an excuse, which isn't good um you know being like oh sorry i haven't been in touch i've been abroad and doing doing x uh-huh. y and z whereas you oh, yeah. know if i was just chilling in
1: michigan chad does that to me too by the way right just so we're if, if
0: i was just chilling in michigan people would be like bro
1: like i haven't heard from you in you know months what, what are you doing you know you know um, what i loved have you have you ever say in the in the past uh 10 or uh, 10 years is a eh, maybe that's actually pretty appropriate. Got on the oh sorry, I just saw this. Maybe 10 years is a little aggressive. In the past five years, got on the oh sorry, I just saw this message from someone oh, and in my good head, where it's question. like, where it's like, listen, who are we kidding here? We all are staring like that's not true. Right. Like, you saw it, then you're right, then you just like decided not to respond and forgot about it or, or I, just didn't I respond think the because longest... we've all we all know we all stare at our phones all the time right right <laughs> i think the oh, longest one here.
0: i've ever gotten was maybe maybe a year maybe a year <laughs> that's but a long they, time but they but they but most of my friends i'm lucky most of my friends are honest with me and said i'm really sorry i thought i replied and i didn't which I do yeah. that too sometimes. I do that you know? sometimes too. Exactly. Or well, like I'll look so at it and like
1: tell myself, "All right, once I do this, I'll I'll reply." Or once right. I get here, I will I'll reply. Then you never do. I do that sometimes, exactly. Too. Exactly. Um, okay. I actually did that to you the other day. Is that what happened? Yeah. Or I thought you were just ignoring me yep. for no. Uh, yeah, Chad no. didn't talk to me for a full twenty four plus hours. That's right. And how I, do you I, feel, Jared? I was slightly hurt. I was like, "All right, dude, just let me know if I'm annoying you. That's cool." No,
0: you weren't annoying me. It was <laughs> I meant to message you and say, "Hey, how do I, do you know how I download this?" <laughs> uh, and then I started looking into it, and then I had to. We're training my parents' dog on the electric fence right now, so she can roam free and won't mm. be on a leash. And so my dad distracted me with that,
1: and that's why you asked yeah. me to, uh, if if I if you if I could t- if if you would let me tase, uh, if you if I would let you tase me. That's, that's right. What to say. That's right.
0: I just want to see what your shock resistance is, Jared. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No to self. Don't yeah. don't be such a yes man. <laughs> right. But I think I think the key for any of these types of relationships is, it's better to be open and honest with people than to be like, oh yeah, sorry, you know. You know, sent message. You know, August twenty fifth, twenty fourteen, and oh, sorry, I just saw this. It's like just, yeah. just be honest
1: with me and tell me you were busy and got sidetracked. You know, I think I ha- I think especially in college, which is I have lost friends. I mean, I guess m- all of this happened before you know, college and high school and middle school and stuff. But like, you know, I've moved a lot. And I've had to restart friendships or friends groups a couple times, and I've lost a lot of people along the way just in how many times I've moved. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I think it's – I don't want to say it's for the best – but like when I do lose people, it's like well the people it's it's not like I lost I'm never losing close friends like you and I have probably gone months without talking obviously mm-hmm. pre untranslatable uh, I mean right. obviously wouldn't be possible now. <laughs> now yeah <laughs> yeah but, uh, like we we've probably gone a couple months without talking before mm-hmm. and um, when we it, but we but we've always made a point to uh, you know we we've always known where each other have lived and stuff like that so if we know mm-hmm. we're in each other's place or something. What we'd always made a point to do stuff like that, and right. uh, and um, and so when I do lose people through situations like that, I was like, well, this is just part of life, you know. Exactly, and and there's not much you can do about it. And the other
0: thing is too, Jared, I think when this is kind of the time, I would say after high school is when you really start to realize who some of your true friends and. More likely, might even be friends for life. Who who they will be? Because I have a lot of friends where, you know, I might not see them or hear from them for a couple months, but then I see him again or talk to him, and it's like barely any time has passed. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a really great feeling. But I think at the same time too, you know, we're talking about maintaining friendships and relationships while while abroad, or or just moving away too. It doesn't have to be you know the any any country if you're far enough away. Um, it can be difficult to maintain relationships. I think, I think at least for me, the biggest thing is just once in a while trying to reach out. And uh, I made actually a a habit of this in the Czech Republic. I'd kind of scroll through my friend list, and I'd randomly message some people and be like, "Hey, how's it going? You know, I hope you're doing good." Blah blah blah. And um, yeah, Jerry still
1: ignores my message for 24 plus hours. That's, that's right. Jerry's still a little salty.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I think I think that's a big thing. And I think friendships are a little differently than like a romantic relationship with you know a boyfriend or uh, girlfriend yeah. um but i think we should also talk about that because i definitely have some things to share <sighs> on that um but first let's let's stick with jared's jared's not happy with that but we're going to talk about it anyways but let's <laughs> let's still stay on the topic of friends for now because i think another thing too is at least one of the things that was not going to lie the highlight of my time in the czech republic was having you come visit me also, mm-hmm. my buddy Jeff come visit me, and that's the cool thing too. Though, when you really maintain these friendships and you stay in touch with people,
1: it gives you an opportunity to go and see and do some really cool stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, I'm someone that had been talking about traveling to Europe for a while, and you know, there's always you know there's always some sort of financial excuse that can be made because it's never of really. I mean, you know, if you're thinking about. If you're thinking in realistic terms, I guess it's never really the best financial decision, right? But um, it's nice to have like a so, uh, like a catalyst behind that, and 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 something that really pushes you to do that. And keeping up, like if, if I think even though we we were good friends, if we hadn't been doing this podcast, we might not have been talking as much, mm-hmm. and I might not had we might like that might even my trip might not have ever happened, you know? Right. And so, uh, yeah. So, uh, but I agree with you. Uh, but I just wanted to. So, speaking of forms of communication and forms of, 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 of maintaining these relationships, now obviously it's easier than ever. I want to talk about some of the forms of communication. You, now, these are read both. My, you read my mind. Good work, oh, Great. You. These are both useful, uh, well, for me. These are both uh, useful internationally and domestically, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you have an iPhone. Just saying. and i say that to say skype and or facetime is one yep that's a big one i don't like people domestically calling me on face on facetime i actually i hate it i'm gonna start to only contact you via facetime now jared we all know that's (laughs) not gonna i mean the, the thing is we all know that's not gonna happen That's true. (laughs) This is coming from the person that ignored me for twenty four plus hours. Now he's going to (laughs) be calling me on Facetime. He can't even return a text message. (laughs) Um, So yeah, there's that. That's great. Um, There is also WhatsApp or or iMessage. Now, obviously, there's normal text messaging, but I'm talking about things that are easy to use internationally or domestically. And WhatsApp is
0: widely used. I know in Europe, I believe, also South America as well. Yeah, I
1: think it's pretty popular in most non-U.S. places. Now, do you know the Asian version of WhatsApp? WeChat. There we go. Yeah. Isn't uh, any? Isn't WeChat the
0: everything website? It, it is basically the everything app, but it started as a primarily you know started as a messaging app, and even the logo oh, I is like a the, green. I think it started
1: as a uh, so, uh, social media. I like think it was Facebook. no. I th- oh, but probably bef- way before that when it was yeah. Right. Exactly. Okay. Exactly.
0: No, Jared, I'm curious. Do you do you ever email your friends? I was going to ask you that
1: too. No. Me either. Um Me either. email Now maybe actually I did in 2013 a little R- bit. Okay. Um only a girlfriend though.
0: Okay. Um Interesting. I never emailed I don't think yeah, I never
1: emailed my ex. Um I think I might have I but mean, that was also before even Wi-Fi was as like Wi-Fi, you know, it's crazy to say that because it was only like six years ago, but even Wi-Fi is more reliable and widespread now than it was back then. Oh, absolutely. But I think emailing is, is just, what's the point? Because it's, you can do that in a much quicker fashion through any sort of messaging app. Right. And I tend to keep my emails, you know, business or work related and then or garbage. It, Like uh, confirmation emails from Amazon, exactly from our overlord Jeff Bezos.
0: That's right, and and the other thing is too is I do email some, some like ladies. uh, How do I Craigslist? (laughs) Um, Oh shoot, you made me lose my train of thought. Um, (laughs) I tend I tend to email I tend to email like older teachers. Like I'm still in contact here and there with my German teacher from high school, actually. I would send her off an email here and there. Mm. Um, Family members, actually, some of my family members, we email. Uh, They're older. Uh huh. They're older. So I don't. I don't think they're on Facebook. Uh, It's either iMessage or email, one or the other.
1: Um, Oh, my email is professional, and then stuff, and then confirmation, and then stuff. I delete. Right now, I will say this though, Jared. I think another
0: really awesome way to surprise a friend or family member.
1: Is send some snail mail. Send a postcard. I was gonna say, I, I, I think I'm sometimes I'm a little too pragmatic, and I'm like, and I'm kind of like, what's the point? But uh, speaking of girlfriends, I used to have a girlfriend. that used to love that, and, I, and like, and I like, and she's like, no, it's not the same. And and, and one one, she's I mean, right. she has a point. And now that I'm older and wiser, listen, I'm sorry. Please take me back. No, now that I'm older <laughs> and wiser, I get it. But um, it, because it, it 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 one it's just it shows a, a more level of thought and more level mm-hmm. of effort, which automatically Absolutely. means someone's a little bit more interested in the person, right? And um, and I think there is something too, which is why I don't like I didn't like to fully discount email because I do think, and now that I think about the snail mail, what snail mail means sending letters. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that um, there is something to the long form? i think the long-form message you don't there's not really much long-form conversation happening with um with like apps and and sort of messaging apps where it's instant right
0: right and you don't have
1: to right and and you're 100 correct jared the fact that i think
0: you got to put more thought into it it takes longer to write out a letter and i mean you know me i have horrendous handwriting so you know the the rare couple of people I have sent letters to. It's like have fun deciphering my chicken scratch. Um, I have
1: great handwriting. You do. So you've you've immaculate handwriting. Um, but yeah, it's only because so, my sister used to insult me nonstop about having terrible handwriting. So it was more just out of spite. But
0: there you go. My, mine was out. mine was kind of funny because I had a I think first or second grade teacher that said they were gonna hold me back for handwriting, and uh, and that didn't <laughs> That's happen so obviously. So stupid and uh, so after she said "Say that,
1: einstein had terrible handwriting probably i mean have you not seen Doctors? prescriptions by any yeah. doctor
0: yeah that's um, a good point i used to get shit when i worked at the pharmacy they they would tell me you need to go to medical school because you're you've doctor like chicken scratch so there, there you go <laughs> um but my whole thing was kind of real the, so so it was funny you were motivated by it i was kind of like well fuck you i don't care about my handwriting i'm i'm gonna pass school and i'm gonna do great in school and have this crappy handwriting so yeah
1: Maybe it's different um, if it's family telling you that you're oh, essentially for sure. an idiot because you're especially, your handwriting especially so bad. older siblings for sure. But yeah, I yeah. think I think yeah. those snail mail letters, postcards, um, are great. Postcards and- are fun too, mm-hmm. especially if you're abroad, because oh, absolutely. Um, like that's I, that's what I would do. Like if I traveled, I would definitely get it like get a postcard from somewhere and send it, and um, that's always fun, and. Um, I, I i agree but i still think like that's even kind of going away for at least for me correct yeah. and i haven't really uh, there's there's not really i haven't been in a long distance relationship and i hope not to i don't blame you me either because uh, i don't like it but yeah. um and also like let's be honest you're never gonna send me snail mail i'm never gonna send you snail mail i have friends that live all over the united states uh right uh, we never send each other that to them would
0: that would be a cool tradition though just a little postcard that would be kind
1: of cool I'm not gonna lie yeah. I would like
0: it my buddy David sent me a postcard you're the I, one
1: that travels all over the place right. send me a postcard all right all right actually uh, not from China I don't want them to have my address
0: well too late they probably are <laughs> they probably already have it um, that's true but yeah so here here's a couple other kind of. More off the wall ways to maintain friendships when abroad, Jared. And I wanted to just get your get your thoughts on these. So one of them is um and I did this I did this with my family. This isn't really that off the wall, but just scheduling a time to talk with people. I would say this one is yes. maybe better for family than friends, but you could
1: also do it with close friends. What are your thoughts I on that? I think it's good for family and relationships. Mm-hmm. Um because um i think it's easy to get lazy with that stuff friends are might not be as important because because friends um especially if they're good friends usually are a little bit more understanding yeah and um it's a little easy like family and relationships you know you tend to obviously tends to be a more uh hands-on relationship i would say than friends and so um I think that's very important. And I think it just helps helps to for people that makes make excuses. it helps to because uh, usually for me, the reason why I'm so bad at it, I know exactly why it is. It's not that I don't like reaching out to people. It's that, I always am like, oh, this isn't a good time. Oh, I don't want to do it right now. Oh, right. I, oh, I'm listening to a to podcast. Do I don't want to like interrupt my podcast or whatever. Honestly, have that's you heard of the untranslatable podcast, Jared? I'm all, I, I listen. I said you listen to them repeatedly. I do too. It's a great podcast. Especially, it's, it's kind of turned into the only podcast I listen to. Fun fact: all of our downloads are just Jared and I listening to it. Fun fact: yeah, and that's why we're always in the top <laughs> top ten. <laughs> oh dear lord oh man but i I think Uh, that's that's really (laughs) important to
0: schedule that time i remember i mean with my parents when i was in austria when i was in germany and when i was in the czech republic it was always sunday evenings for me which was like sunday morning slash afternoons for them uh with my ex i think it was like on tuesdays for sure and then we would try to see you know how things would work during the week so yeah i think it's really important to schedule these times and and I would say, too, like, if, if it's more of a friend situation and not, you know, a parents or a girlfriend or boyfriend, I would say maybe you should just try to think of, like, maybe set a time once a month, you know? You can obviously yes. leave it more open like that if you want to, but I think it's...
1: It's I a think good people, way to maintain. A lot of them. people need more than once a month, though, I would say. Oh yeah, for sure. I but don't. I
0: mean, not nowadays though, with social media, you can send messages really quickly. That's true. But that's true. That's not including the
1: consistent texting and whatnot. Right,
0: exactly. And I'm talking about more like Skyping. Another now, another idea now, for you, Jared. Yeah. Hold on,
1: hold on, hold on. You're just gonna float past the the fact that you probably skyped your family w- once or twice a week when you're in the Czech Republic? It was Just once a week. Okay, well, still, so you're re- you're recommending once a month, but it, it's in your family. For, it doesn't for, seem like you could ever get away no, with once a month. no, no, no. I was I, you misheard me. I'm talking oh, about with, friends, with friends, gotcha. with friends gotcha. once a month. I would I doesn't said with a girlfriend you know, isn't or family. Kind of, I'm sorry, I misunderstood you. Now, isn't it kind of sad that this, at least for me personally, all that stuff sounds kind of lame, doesn't it? To schedule it, I mean, like it's, if my friends, like if my friend, especially if it's like a good friend, like why don't you talk to me enough? Let's schedule it every... It's like, what are you, my girlfriend? Relax. (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't know, Jared. Everybody has different... uh Different ways their relationships yeah, with their friends the, are. I think I think the problem is me here. <laughs> I, didn't I, want, I, I didn't want to say it, but you know. <laughs> uh,
0: another another good way though, I think to Chad's maintain. Chad's never going to
1: talk to me again. He's like, okay, that's that Twenty that four. The twenty four hours, Jared, was a test run to see if I could do it. Um, <laughs> Tasted blood now, Jared. surprisingly uh, it was
0: very easy. <laughs> uh, cried I cried the whole twenty four hours, Jared. I'm staring you just at my keep phone, reaching waiting for your phone. That's right. No! Don't do it. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> another one, though, too, is is, uh, and this works with family, friends or a significant other is like sharing like long distance um, like hobbies. Like maybe you're reading a book together or I had a buddy in uh, the Czech Republic who would actually Skype with his girlfriend and they would watch a movie together via Skype. I know it sounds cheesy and corny, but you got to do what you got to do um, to maintain well, those friendships. Um,
1: so Sydney and I live together here in Michigan. But while my girlfriend, while she was finding a job, she was still in Philly for like a month or, or so. And uh, he, I mean, we're huge Formula One fans. We would, uh, we would do the same thing. We would live stream Formula One on Sunday mornings and uh, oh, watch the Formula One races together. Nice.
0: See? So there you go. So Jared, Jared himself even does some of these things, people. I do. You heard it first. Not,
1: yeah. It was so much fun. Yeah. We would be like we would be like uh, you know screaming over the phone, and it's also <laughs> nice too because I think you know what one of my struggles that I have with maintaining a relationship, especially, and I know we're gonna talk about personal relationships like like we're like like uh, relationships like girlfriend, boyfriend, kind of relationships later, but I, if I talk to anyone a lot, I struggle to come up with new things to talk about. Like even with my friends, like I have friends that live in different states. And like Brad, for example, him and I tend to talk on the phone pretty regularly. And sometimes I'm like, I don't really have anything new to say. I talked to you yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I think that's definitely um, is where the sort of activity comes in handy. It gives you something to talk about. Absolutely. And also I think when you have that activity that you're watching and you both know that you're focusing on the same thing. Like, at least this is how I felt when I was doing the Formula One thing. Uh, longer silences was a little bit more acceptable. And so even though in between we might talk about other stuff, it, longer silences are way less weird because we both know we're, we're intently watching something. Exactly. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I think the other thing is too, um, sometimes it's also
1: okay to be like,
0: yeah, I don't, I don't have anything new to share with you, you know, and end the conversation
1: but if if you're if in end the conversation Mm -hmm. just be like you know you know has that worked out for you in relationships chad
0: i mean well if your girlfriend calls you and she's like i have nothing to talk about so uh, i'm just gonna go ahead and go jared
1: so (laughs) i'm clearly single so i think you can figure that one out for yourself but uh i have nothing to talk about so i uh have a good night well <laughs> maybe well, tomorrow <laughs> i mean
0: i mean that that happened when i was still trying to work it out with my ex after she had told me she cheated because mm-hmm. oh, i wow. didn't have we're anything real to... here well let's well jared we're here let's talk about <laughs> relationships now let's mo- let's move on but but seriously though i mean there was a point where i didn't really mm. have anything to say to her and i'd straight up told her that
1: I've um, actually, see, I don't have a problem saying that to friends. I have said that to friends, where it's like, I have nothing to 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 add to this. Right. And I don't even mean it in a defensive way. It's just like, I can't think of anything to talk about. Right. Right. And I feel like we could both be better using our time than sitting here like a, hmm. Right. Hmm.
0: Exactly. Well, and see, that's, that's the nice thing, though, and what separates, obviously, friendships when you're hanging out in person versus when you're you know, a or far away because especially my good friends, I'm cool with just sitting there and there being some silence doesn't mm-hmm. bother me. Although yeah. as everybody knows by this point, I'm a pretty talkative guy, but when I was younger, that used to really bother me. Like I used to have to be like, Oh, I need to, Oh, it's quiet. We need to talk. But it's like now when you're mm-hmm. in the company of good
1: people and good friends, silence is actually, I think an okay yeah. thing. I'm, um, I'm, I'm very okay with silence. And especially if you're in, say, some maybe not even, like, if you're in some sort of professional situation, my office has an elevator and I'm on uh, a pretty high floor, nothing crazy, high floor for the suburbs of, uh, (laughs) I'm on the ninth floor. And um, if, uh, like, say you're in the elevator with someone that you don't even know, you know, like the, the like, you can always tell the people that can't handle the silence and have to start even some sort of stupid conversation about the traffic coming in this morning or what the weather is gonna be like. And it's like we don't have to do this. We don't have to right. do this. Right. <laughs> we don't know each other. We don't work together. We just happen to be in the elevator together, and the the chance like the chances are slim that we're even gonna see each other again for the exactly. next month or two. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um but let's move on to relationships now, Jared, because Well, obviously- I have one more question for oh, you though. Okay. I have one more question. All right. Do you struggle with telling old friends about new friends? Not really. Like, especially like if if you're abroad and you're making a whole bunch of new friends and um do you, do you, do you feel maybe guilty or like you're like 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 you're or or do you feel maybe not guilty but do you feel like like your friends will feel like you're, like, uh, replacing them. If you, like, talk about how great some of your new friends are to, like, your old friends. Not at all. Not one bit. Okay.
0: But I also don't... Very I think secure. That, I
1: think there's a healthy balance there.
0: Because I think if... Right. Like, you if know I you can
1: control yourself? You're not going on and on about how great right. this person like, is? Like, if I would have gotten <laughs> back
0: from the Czech Republic and just completely... only talked about my friends back in the czech republic to my new friends eventually they'd be like all right buddy like wrap it up we've had enough of it that's kind of like
1: the study abroad person we like to talk about exactly yeah
0: don't don't become that person that's for sure oh yeah in Um,
1: paris they uh (laughs) right
0: right but but the thing was for me was um i was able to a lot of times the reason why i would talk about these friends is it would i'd be telling them about some something crazy that happened that I thought they would think would be funny or this person reminded me of a buddy of mine. Mm-hmm. And so I think I think when it's like oh yeah I met this guy, you know, he was he was super funny and his sense of humor reminded me of you. I feel like that goes to show that you're not replacing them, that it's you value the friendship with that person and the new friend you've made. And I don't think it's a matter of replacing, I think it's just a matter of being at different yeah. places at different times. Um, I think yeah. maybe
1: that just speaks more, now that I'm hearing you say this, I agree with you 100%. And, and now I'm like, maybe that just speaks more to my insecurity. than it. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like, if I hear about a new friend, it's like, oh, my, uh, like if my friend's telling me about one of the new friends, it's like, oh, my, uh, my friend's gonna realize how much, like how shitty I am or like how much better <laughs> they can do. Well, you never I'll, have that feeling if, if you hear about it, you're Narf, like oh not if it's a good friend. If it's a good friend of mine, yeah. no,
0: not not whatsoever. Because oh, wow. oh, we've we've established our friendship, and I'll tell you this, Jared. Maybe this will help you a little bit with your insecurities. I'll tell you this: um, one, you are not replaceable as a friend, <laughs> as a co-host, nothing. I could have five different podcasts, and you would still be the original co-host. The original. Honestly,
1: Jared. you know, it's funny that I even feel that way because. This is not even an exaggeration. Every one of your friends that I meet... Has told me how much you've talked about me.
0: <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. That's not even an exaggeration. That surprise me. So may- maybe that was a bad question to ask me in general because I talk about all my friends to my other friends, and and it's in a good light. You know, I'm not I'm not like oh here comes my shitty friend Jared like
1: <laughs> right you know <laughs> all right, just, right we can't talk right. about this anymore Jared exactly coming. exactly <laughs> all right Jared I think it's time Dude, to I uh, hung out with coworkers the other day. And, uh, and I got there maybe like 15 minutes after they did, and there was a hot sack where I totally thought that was happening. And I was like, this is not a healthy uh, way for me to live my life. Right. Definitely By the not. way, let's save uh, relationships for a different episode. You want to do a different episode? Okay. We can yeah. do that. All right. Yeah. Well, let's, make, let's make that its own episode because there's right. plenty more we could talk about. it. That's fair. And that could I think we've done a great topic. job talking about friendships here. That's fair.
0: All right. Sounds good, buddy. So now let's move on. Another good way to... Uh, you know maintain your relationships is through awesome music sharing it with mm-hmm. your friends enjoying it with your friends I and agree. today we have a very special song from Chris Clafford a very awesome swedish artist Clafford wouldn't you
1: say Clafford pr- maybe it's Clafford yeah probably have you is. heard it
0: said before i i thought they said Clafford but it was also on america's got talent right so, so they, it might have
1: been said by like a, like british people if it was said by a british person british people don't care at all about messing up a name Right. <laughs> right. They just destroy, like, because I listen to Formula One, so I always listen to them just destroy names. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Or in soccer, too, they destroy names. Right.
0: But yeah, so uh, Chris Clafford or Clayford, I'm not sure, but he's from Sweden and uh, he is awesome. He, he kind of went viral for his rendition of the song Imagine, which is written by John Lennon. But Chad, uh, Chad knew better than to bring another uh, I cover didn't bring to a this cover.
1: podcast. <laughs> and what's, fu- what's funny, though,
0: Jared, is on his EP, I think three of the five songs on there are covers. Mm. So, so I didn't have much to work with, but the title track and the track of the EP, Treading Water, I heard it and I was just blown away by this guy's vocals. And he's also a fantastic guitar player. Did you um, know he also
1: won the Swedish Idol? Did he really? Before I did not know he that. before he uh, got on, so he's actually currently on America's Got Talent, right? I I don't follow it, so very well could be. I think I happen to see that somewhere, but um. So he is Swedish, he's from Sweden, and I think he that's his main residence, mm-hmm. but he sings in English, the songs in English, mm-hmm. and you know Swedish people in general tend to be very good English speakers, um, and so like he. There, he generally you can't detect it like it, you can't detect uh, a heart, uh, accent, but with a few words, two of them I can think of at the top of my head, it's very clear that he's not um American. Can you think of what any of those words are? It probably isn't th- pres- I, f- I feel like you're listening to the song right now. I, I actually stopped listening to it. it.'s probably okay. it's probably a th word. I don't know what the words are, but no, it's not. okay. What are the words? Tears okay he says tears he has like a super hard like t te- he says it, it sounds i don't know I, I can't do it okay you're probably listening to it so when you hear it here say i'll give him another listen real quick and then the other one is water like he his the way he says water is very um and so here's my general review of the song now this guy is a musician and clearly he's a very talented singer it's hard to judge um Pia- or, or, or his oh, guitar yeah.
0: all of these tears
1: it's like a yeah. quick <laughs> it's quick tears it's quick <laughs> there we go there we go uh sorry i didn't mean to laugh that hard but that was hilarious i'm trying to find water in the water
0: i'm listening keep talking jerry i'm listening
1: um so he, he he's, he's very he,
0: yeah
1: <laughs> he's clearly very talented really
0: water gotcha, huh i think water's fine
1: okay okay
0: well i think i think it might be the way his vibrato is when he sings it but i
1: don't think it's an accent thing i think it's a singing thing okay he sounds very um like it sounds like very uh very pop country and i don't even really mean that as an insult okay I I just it it sounds very poppy, but uh, you know, but it also sounds like it has like a country lean to it. Essentially, it sounds like something yeah, I hear on bit. the radio, mm-hmm. um, like after Taylor Swift or something, like That's the fair. new top country hit. Right. It Although
0: like, I, I would say though, I mean, I've listened to a couple of his other songs. I would say the way his vibrato and delivery is, it's very soulful. But I also see what you're saying. I I think my musical two cents here is. I think it's not the voice, but it's the voice and the instrumentation that gives it that pop country-ish sound.
1: Now, I'm not a skilled I don't have a skilled ear for a guitar, and I think it might be even a little more difficult to have a skilled ear for an acoustic guitar. because so, he was playing acoustic guitar, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was um, did you notice like a, a high skill level in his ac- acoustic playing? Because I just saw it as like general accompany. Happening. I mean, it was yeah. It's general accompaniment, but I think he's still a good player. He plays. Okay. He
0: plays in time. Um, <laughs> he's not. He's not doing too much. He's not doing too little. I think. I it's mean, just but we right. also
1: heard a studio recording, so it's very easy to do that because you can just record
0: right. them separately. Exactly. Exactly. When I've when I've watched a couple of his videos playing live, though, it he works great uh, as an accompanist. Uh, but it
1: does seem like, and that's and that's why I didn't mean to even use it as an insult because when you right. hear pop, you also you almost feel like. Like they're not even musicians; they just like you know have a writer and then right. you know have a producer. Right. Like when I said pop, I mean it sounds like that, but I I, I know it has some pop re- qualities. I, I would know agree. And, and and realize that he's also a musician playing and writing and singing himself. Yeah, absolutely. I, I recognize that, right. but it it did sound very radio country to me. Yeah, I, I get I get that vibe a little bit too. Would um, you but- actually um uh-huh. like listen to this uh, just on in your iPod? would this be uh, on your a playlist for you? Maybe. I think I think this
0: this track I really like it, but I actually prefer his uh, his covers of I don't want to miss a thing and Imagine. I would probably mm. listen to those before I would listen to this, but I didn't want to send you them covers, but I think it's a, it's still a good track. If it came on the radio, I definitely wouldn't change the station um and i really do love the sound of this guy's voice if it
1: came on the radio turn off the why are you listening to the radio i think that's the real that, question that's true that is true <laughs> listen to the yeah. translatable podcast
0: that's very true so check it out on our youtube uh channel on podcast on our songs of the pod playlist So yeah. Jared, it's time we are fans of language learning and it's time for my chinese word of the pod today which is... Oh, <laughs> yo I heard ye. the owl behind you, and I, right. I
1: thought there was something wrong with my soundboard. Nope, I was sound like, I'm not touching anything Your soundboard's right doing fine, Jared, <laughs> but yeah.
0: So my Chinese word of the pod is yo-yi, and yo-yi means friendship. Okay.
1: Yo-yi. 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 And they also do do that when they're teaching inflection. What Chad did is uh-huh. he specifically moved his hand sort of up. Uh, up, up. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah, because I, 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 when mm-hmm. I was in elementary school, they um, we learned Japanese, and the Japanese teacher did similar things like representing. But I, I also, mm-hmm. as an elementary schooler, I, I, none of that registered in my small head. <laughs> so, falsa identidad still being watched, still hilariously ridiculous. Diego is the worst. He's the stupidest. He makes me so mad. Anyway, my word is nothing to do with false identidad. Uh, i guess it kind of does actually um and it's amistad which means Amis, amistad is being established uh abroad he has is being maintained with people back home and in falsely dante todd it's being made with new people in scary situations is it relationships connections friendship Fra- oh I, I figured amigo
0: i ami- okay makes yeah. sense makes sense okay amistad very nice
1: yeah, it's kind of like Freund Freundschaft. Right. Ambigo great. great minds.
0: Great minds think alike. I had
1: yo yi, which means friendship, and <laughs> I you feel like had friendship both the as Germans well. and and Spanish speakers would resent that comment you just made.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Don't compare us to them. Right. <laughs> well,
1: Jared, it's time for us to wrap up our episode with a quote. <clears throat> and I think the most
0: important thing with maintaining friendships is uh, being willing to reach out, find some common ground with hobbies that you can share while you're away. Yes. And just dropping a line here and there, you know? I think a little goes a long way. Yeah,
1: I I I think I think what a lot of it is for me especially when I'm away and there's someone that I think about reaching out to. Usually I um you know, in my head my thought was like, will, will be like, oh, they're, they're like, I'll get either I'll text them later or oh, they're fine, like they don't, like I don't need to to bother them or something right. like that. But I think, especially if if are friends, everyone enjoys sort of like being thought of. As Absolutely, that's not sad. That's I don't mean It's say sad. It's, true. it's not sad. As sort of sappy as that sound is what I meant to sound. Right. I didn't mean to say sad. That's not sad. Everyone sort of like enjoys being thought of. Mm-hmm. So. um yeah don't don't be afraid to to be the person reaching out because I think a lot of the times that's what it is for me where it's like I don't want to be like I, I don't want to bother someone or I don't want to like like or, or I'll do it later or it's like no, mm-hmm. like people enjoy being thought of and exactly. um, and it just shows that and yeah, if you're actually yeah no that's it. I'm done. That's okay. why Chad does the quotes of the pot everyone.
0: <laughs> I agree um. with you though, Jared. It's good to it's good to feel um you know thought of absolutely Spread i would agree 100 percent. well jared and i want to give our deepest thanks to all of you for listening and supporting the untranslatable podcast whether that you met be you through uh podbean stitcher itunes and if you were on Google, itunes or stitcher we Spotify. would love some five-star reviews so you Proud- can let us know okay, what we can do to make this podcast better <laughs> also check out our instagram untranslatable podcast for pictures clips all sorts of great stuff brilliant if you are curious about some of our previous untranslatable phrases you want to use at your next soiree check out our website untranslatablepodcast.com and lastly if you have any untranslatables or anything you would like us to share on the podcast you can reach us at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com yeah we really appreciate it we thank you all and as we say here at the untranslatable podcast de muchas gracias and shusha